wait is over. Is over. Ladies and gentlemen, from the studios in the wrestling capital of the South, it's another terrific episode of The Binge Buster Show. Please welcome your host, Tony Binge. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Binge Buster Show, coming to you right here in the studios of the wrestling capital of the South, Charlotte, NC. And man, I'm so excited today about today's podcast. We got a uh, a lot to talk about, uh, but I'm excited because my co-host is back. I am talking about none other than the Playboy Rock and Roller himself, Chris Plano. Chris, what is going on, stranger? Woo, terrific, Tony. It's been way, way too long. I am fired up for tonight's show. We have got so much to talk about in the professional wrestling world, the independent wrestling world, the music scene, and Boy, 2023, we are off and running with a bang. Yes, we are. And, man, you know, I hate to start the show off with doom and gloom, but uh, unfortunately, that's what's happening. Uh, Jay uh, Briscoe passing away unexpectedly in a car accident just a few days ago. Very, very tragic news. Um, I met Jay at WrestleCade this past year, and you talk about a down-to-earth, super nice guy. That guy was he, – he was – he was very, very nice. Man, I, I know Tony, uh, yeah, earlier this week in the wrestling world, really on all levels, really from, you know, the WWE to, to AEW to, to T, um, TNA Pro Wrestling and, and through the independent scene. And gosh, what, 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 a, what a tragic, tragic uh, accident and, and others that were uh, involved as well. And, and just the Briscoe name and, and, and the wrestling business over the decades and what a great tag team they were as well. And, uh, and what a great career, um, you know, cut you short. I mean, uh, you know, you know, how does this, how does this happen? Why does it happen? Um, uh, but it happens and it's, 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 you know, I even said to you, Hey, wasn't he the, weren't they the tag team that worked you know, the, the rest of the rock and roll express and Ricky Steamboat's, you know, final match. And it just you know, brings shockwaves to people. Uh, you just, just never know these days. No, you never know. And, uh, that's why, you know, a lot of times when I leave the house, I tell my family, uh, when I go, when I leave, when I leave, I'm like, Hey, I love you guys with all my heart. My wife goes, why do you always say that? I'm like, because you never know when I walk out that door, am I coming back? And, my dad always taught me when I was younger the same thing. When you're leaving, uh, it doesn't matter if you're leaving your friend's house or your, your your job or whatever. When you leave, you tell the person that you're leaving how, how much they mean to you because you never know that might be the last opportunity uh, either one of you have. Tony, you, you, you never know. You, you, just, you just never know. There's just you know so many crazy things happening in the, in the country, in the world, and, and, and um, you know um, – you know, life is precious, as they, as they say, and and no matter what age and um, you know what kind of life you lead, you just never ever know. And it's 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 freak accidents like this that just you know just just it's kind of like just time stands stills all all, all of a sudden, and yeah. it's you just you just never know. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm with you on that 100. percent um, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, but definitely a loss for the wrestling world and the community. And 
you know, I, I know the accident happened a couple of days ago, but you know, you know, definitely condolences to the, you know, the Briscoe family and, and friends. And th- this one's going to be a tough one to, uh, to, to get over. And, 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 you know, it's, it's just, just tragic. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, you know, I, my heart goes out to his family and I know, mm-hmm. I, I, I know you probably seen the same thing I've saw. Uh, I've seen several videos uh, of him with his kids and man, his, his family was his life. And to look at him, you wouldn't even think that, but uh, a definite family man for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, a, a lot of the fans, you know, they, you know, they show up to the arenas, they show up to the venues and, you know, they see, you know, a wrestler or wrestlers, in the ring, you know, and just like you, you know, when they see, you know, terrific Tony in the ring running his mouth and this and that and beating guys up, but you know, outside the ring, you know, you're a much different person than that. So, I mean, a lot of people get blindsided by that sometimes because they only see, you know, one side of that individual from what they see, what is, you know, directly in front of them. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely true. So, uh, like I said, fans, if you're out there listening, uh, when you leave your house, tell your family, tell your friends how much they mean yeah. to you because you never know that might be the last time. Um, and speaking of shockwaves, Chris, uh, as the still in talking about the wrestling world, uh, you know, last week we hear don't don't ever say never in pro wrestling. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon returns to the WWE. Uh, he used his power stroke and came back. Uh, yes, he has. And, um, some shockwaves were sent through, you know, the, you know, the offices of WWE up in, um, um, Stanford, Connecticut. Um, obviously, um, with Vince McMahon's daughter, Stephanie McMahon stepping down from her head, uh, um, uh, role as uh, CEO, um, uh, of the company, um, which I think caught a lot of people off guard because she's really has separated herself from, the company and wanting to be on the fan side of things by what she was saying. And now Vince is coming back into the fold, into the picture of what was a gloomy picture a few months back. And, uh, something's definitely brewing. Something's definitely, uh, in the works. Yeah, it definitely is. And, uh, I was just sitting here looking, uh, I know I'm a stockholder in WWE. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm looking and, you know, I was like, I was contemplating, Especially when I heard uh, the them talk the other day about Vince had um, signed a, a new thing stating that uh, he could override uh, everyone and 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 pretty much make decisions without confronting stockholders, and so I was almost ready to pull the trigger and sell my stocks, but something keeps telling me to hang on to it, so I'm gonna hang on to my stocks for a little while longer to see. Uh, how much money I can make off the WWE, but uh, but but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. I, I yeah, I mean, Tony, you know, you look at this stock of of WWE, um, you know, ten years ago, which would be put us January of of twenty thirteen, the stock was around you know eight nine dollars a share. Yeah, um, it, it went public back in the early 2000s or actually I'm excuse me, in late 99, uh, the stock went, uh, public, um, you know, this stock has really done well. I mean, um, 
you for itself, you know, over the last, since this announcement, I think the stock is, as, gone up um you know in the just the last month or so about you know 15 or or, or, or you know 20 dollars a share um overall it's it's near an all-time high it's 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 around 90 dollars a share right now and uh you know it's pretty tempting to sell you know i think the thing with wwe is you know you know when you play this game in in the market is you know how high can it go <laughs> it's really, you know, right. what you're playing here, you, you know, speculation of a sale, um, is out there. They, they've talked about maybe some, an international acquisition to the WWE, um, uh, Netflix might be interested. Uh, Disney might be interested. Um, I think there's a couple of suitors at the table, um, that are definitely interested, not only in the product, but also the content as well and, and, and the library uh, of, of, of what they have for the WWE. So uh, Vince McMahon coming back into the fold could be for several reasons. Um, and then also this Monday's the 30th year anniversary as well, I believe, uh, for Monday Night Raw. Um, yes. A lot, a lot going on. And hey, it wouldn't put, it passed me to even maybe even see him show up possibly this Monday night. Anything... I think is wide open at the moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you just never know. It's like uh, anything could happen. Uh, you know, to kind of steal something from Vince back in the nineties, he'd always say, "Anything could happen in the world wrestling." And uh, and and that's kind of what's happening now. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, um, you know. Yeah, anything can happen. I mean, it's a public, you know, here's the thing with the WWE deal. You know, if and when it does sell, if if the McMahons sell it, that still remains to be seen. Vince is the majority stockholder. Um, and God knows what the rest of the family has just overall. Um, you know, but it's not going to be a sale that's going to happen. You know, we're going to sell it Friday and someone owns it Monday. Right. You know, yeah. it's going to take uh, some time. And, but if you're a shareholder, you know, you could get paid out here. Um, you know, depending on, especially if there a bidding war takes place of some sort between a couple of external companies, you know, we've seen some crazy things happen before where, you know, you know, or it could just sell roughly to where it's at now. You just don't know where it's going to go. But, you know, gosh, I'm thinking if, if the stock hits 100, uh, 105 or 110, it, it, it'd be really tempting to say, hey, I better, I don't know where this thing's going. I might want to get out. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, but again, I'm not a stock analyst. I mean, though, it's been on a hell of a run, um, especially over. I mean, the last, you know, couple of months here, it's, it's, it's jumped $20 in, in value, which, you know, for WWE is a lot. I mean, for that to happen, and a, a lot of it's on speculation, and you just never know, you know, where it's, it's, it's going to go. It's always like you're looking into a crystal ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, but I think right now, Tony, you're in good shape. It's just... You know, it's 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 is how how far you want to gamble, <laughs> you know, and push. Yeah, the, yeah, that's, the that's it. That's that's 
That's because if, if right God forbid it, God forbid it drops, you know, f- you know, five or six, seven dollars. You're like, oh darn, I should have sold the thing. You know, <clears throat> when I um, you know, when I had the chance, you know. So you just never know with this with this stuff, but you know, I think right now it's on. I think it has a little more to go. I think you might see the stock go up a little more. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, um, you know, I, I saw it, it. It went up today. Uh, I was I was really looking at. It, I was like, ah, maybe I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and sell it. And then I was like, ah, now hang on to it. Um, but you know, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna hang on to it and ride it out a little bit longer, and maybe maybe even buy you know a few more shares and just uh, you know see see how much money I can make. I mean, I've 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 made money so far, and so um, yeah, you know who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make enough money, Chris. I can fly us out there to L.A. to see WrestleMania live off this stock. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean. Um you know, you never know. I mean, it, you just never, ever know. I mean, but right now the stock's on a great run. Um, you know, you just never, ever know. I mean, you know, God forbid any bad news comes in. Um, you know, this McMahon uh, scandal that's still kind of looming out there. I mean, things can, you know, just as it's going up, it can go right back down, you know, and it can do a, a reverse. But, you know, it's always tempting, you know, when a stock gets in over the $100 barrier, it's always tempting especially if you bought in at a at a low price i mean though it is a novelty i mean you know at the end of the day the stock market's a business you know when you look at some companies like you know you know the wwe and 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 disney and um um you know even the boston celtics the nba team sells stock shares of stock yeah some of it to people it's a novelty Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 have it uh, or McDonald's or you know, yeah. you know, and then so everyone looks at it differently. But if you're in it for a business and to make money, then yeah. you would want to look at it a little differently. Yeah, you know? well, I'm. So, I, I guess I'm probably one of those guys that you would call a day trader because that's what I do. Like I watch the stocks during the day. I buy a few stocks here and a few stocks there, and then while it's in the green. And once I see it going in the red, I'm like, eh, maybe it's time to get rid of it. And boom, I get rid of it. And um, and uh, so it is what it is. But uh, I, you know, I, I have yeah. fun with it. I have fun with it. But I always see, say, okay, I put X amount of dollars in. When when stock starts to drop and it gets close to where I, what I've put in, boom, I sell because I don't want to lose anything. If I break even, I'm happy. But when I lose, I'm not happy. So. Um, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. And that's a safe way to play without getting too aggressive. And, you know, depending on what kind of companies you're investing in and not going too crazy with things. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of tinker around. I, I, you know, I own stock. I haven't traded stock in a while. Um, you know, but you know, everyone's got their different opinions. There's definitely, you know, there's a definitely a risk reward at the end of the day of, of, of some sort. Um, you know, like I said, unless you're looking to hold on to it as a novelty or <laughs> a keepsake yeah. or something, or you know, or just, just to have, yeah, just to say, hey, I own stock and blah blah blah. I know. Um, mm-hmm. I was listening to a, um Eric Bischoff's podcast a couple of days ago, and he was talking about when he first got hired as the um, executive vice president of WCW, um, and someone um, suggested to him said, hey, um. I'm, um, 
I, I think you said I think you said it was Larry 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 Schiller, um, but had told him, hey, um, now that you're an executive, you, you you're you're going to get X amount of stock in the company. Uh, if you listen to me, I'll make you a millionaire. And he said, sure enough, uh, he had all these stocks of WCW, and when they sold, uh, he said that Larry called him up and said, hey. Uh, remember when I told you I was going to make you a millionaire? And he said that he had forgot all about the stocks. And he said, yeah. He said he was at dinner with his wife. And he said, well, just want yeah. to let you know that now that WCW got sold, uh, you know, we can cash those stocks in. And and he said, sure enough, I had about a million dollars worth. So, uh, so you just never Damn. know. You never know, you know. You never, ever, ever know. So you, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, it, it's, it's uh, legalized gambling. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. It sure you is. You know, I mean, you know, but here's the thing. You know, you know, even the good thing is, you know, even if the stock goes way down, you know, you go, you know, or, or you know, you're always going to have the shares, which, you know, my grandfather always told me that's a good thing versus some other you know, investments that are out there or crazy schemes or things like that, at least in the stock market, you're always going to have the shares, you know, uh, of a company, even if it goes down, it'll come back eventually. And you kind of, you know, ride, ride the waves, the ups and downs and, you know, and then you kind of go from there. If that's any good advice, I know we're not a right. financial <laughs> no, we're definitely not here, that. But, we're just, yeah, we're just definitely but, shooting the bull. But. You know, let's just say I, I, it's probably a safer way than if you're playing the lottery or casino gambling or, you know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff. Uh, you don't walk out with anything but what you win or lose. Uh, at least, you know, if the stock does go down, you still own the shares and with a chance for it to come back at least. Right. That's for sure. Uh, now, Chris, uh, what, what I like to talk about uh, as we get into as right now, as we kind of talking WWE, uh, we're coming up just in a couple of days on the anniversary of the very first Royal Rumble um, that was held on January the twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight. And Chris, do you remember who won that Royal Rumble? <laughs> Uh, in 88, uh, I do not know who won that Royal Rumble. I could probably take a guess and be wrong. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ultimate Warrior, maybe. I don't know. No, it was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So, okay. So Hacksaw <laughs> Jim was, Duggan. Was the Warrior even in it? <laughs> yeah, who knows, right? Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, but the, Roar, the very first Royal Rumble has so much uh, to it because... Uh, you know, uh, it was it, for first of all, it was held in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, on January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight, uh, with attendance of eighteen thousand. And the idea for the Royal Rumble match was really constructed by Pat Patterson. Uh, the rules were that each wrestler had to draw a number between one and twenty. Uh, and then uh, every two minutes, uh, you know. Uh, someone else would come in the ring and um and as the years went on and on it it uh you know it got bigger and bigger and and i think it went from 20 now to 30 um but not only did we have uh just the battle royal royal rumble but there was also uh matches in between 
so some of the matches on that card was Ricky Steamboat taking on Ravishing Rick Rude, um, the the Jumping Bomb Angels uh, taking on the Glamour Girls. That's that's the girl wrestling back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Then of course Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the Royal Rumble by last eliminating the one man gang. Uh, and then from there, okay. we went on to uh, another match with the Islanders, Haku and Tama, uh, taking on the Young Stallions, Jim Powers and former horseman Paul Roma. And I say that as trying to be funny. Um, but really, that that was the uh, that was the matches on that card. But now, as we go fast forward, years goes by. Uh, you know, uh, the Royal Rumble becomes. Uh, you know, like the main event, but they have other matches in between. But, um, but I always enjoy the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumbles, because especially now, because you know that's that's where they bring people back and do you know one offs and like one 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 of my favorite things. And and this this wasn't even a Royal Rumble, but uh, they had the uh, the gimmick battle or the gimmick Royal Rumble where all the old stars came out, um, and I enjoyed that seeing the. Uh, the Iron Sheik and Michael Hayes and um, right. you know and 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 everything like that. But uh, the Royal Rumble was, was a cool thing, a, a, a cool concept. Uh, you know, from taking from taking just a battle royal with everybody in there and you trying to figure out who's there and who's not. Uh, I think the way they do the Royal Rumble keeps it a little bit more organized. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's always been a kick, a kickoff. Um, to the to the year for each new year, I should say for the WWE, it's it, it's a staple um, that people look forward to every year, and it, it really begins the really the road to WrestleMania. If, yes, if I'm correct as well, it kind of springboards off of this um, particular um, uh, pay per view into WrestleMania, which would take place in late March or early uh, um, April. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had the chance to attend at least one Royal Rumble. We're going way back, Tony. I, I, re, I attended the Royal Rumble in 94 uh, up in um, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yes. Um, which was a, 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 a great Royal Rumble. Um, and, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I have vague memories of that. I was back in college then, but it was really a... Um, uh, a good time to see a pay-per-view at that time, which was, you know, national television and, you know, right. we're, you know, going, you know, you know, it, we're going big time and it was, you know, the WWE put their best talent, um, um, you know, you know, front, front and center. So it was, uh, it was, um, you know, overall, uh, I always liked the Royal Rumble. I liked the concept. I like the buildup of who's the next wrestler going to be coming down the aisle. You know, right. I think yeah. that's what keeps the fans into it. Who's going to last the longest? Who's going to stay into the end? Can number one make it all the way to the end? You know, who's the surprise going to be? You know, and then the old timers come out and and I then it builds it up and it, it it works and the concept works and then obviously you know the shot for the title at WrestleMania and it's a good you know. Uh, groundwork into the next, you know, which would be the biggest pay-per-view of the year being right. uh, WrestleMania. You know, I, I think my favorite um, Royal Rumble ever was the one where Flair won the world title. 
Uh, it, it just yeah. seemed like during that one, WWE, I mean, they, they've always had big stars, but it seems like that year they, they had the who's who of the wrestling business in that Royal Rumble, you know, uh, I mean, think about the, 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 the last few in the ring was Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan and, and Roddy Piper. And, uh, I think Bret Hart was in there. And so, so there, there was a lot of, uh, big stars in there and, oh, and, and Sid Vicious or Sid Justice. And also with that one, not only did they put the belt on Flair, but they did a, a, um, a heel turn. They, they turned Sid Vicious heel because he was Sid Justice at the time. And, uh, and of course you thought, you know, whatever, then him and Hogan, it looked like that him and Hogan were going to go into a program, but I'm not sure what happened after that, but, uh, I don't think it ever did, but, um, but I, I always enjoyed that one. That, uh, that one's my favorite, but probably because Ric Flair won the title. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, um, you know, isn't that where he did the interview about I have a tear in my eye? Yes, kind of with a tear in my eye. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And that was and a he was passionate shock. about it. He was. He was because you know he's coming from WCW and and all that all that you know bull crap that he went through with uh, the, with the pizza guy and uh, um, so uh, so it was kind of like he was sticking in their face of all those guys in WCW that said he was done. He was washed up. Uh, now here he is on the biggest stage of the ball up in New York and now he's their world champion. So, uh, so that, that, that was a, and not only that, but he worked an, uh, you know, an hour long battle Royal eliminating several people, but you but being able to stay in there for all that time. Cause when he drew number three, um, uh, Bobby Heenan was, but was beside himself was like, you know, how, how's he going to last? He was, but he did because he was the man he had, the, he had the cardio and, uh, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if there's one thing I can say uh, about the Royal Rumble that I went to live, you know, I really don't remember, <laughs> you know, much of it, but that particular Royal Rumble was when the undertaker fought Yokozuna. Oh yes. And, okay. And, 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 you know, if there's one thing <laughs> about that pay-per-view is they're rolling, you know, the undertake in the casket back to the back. And all of a sudden, like the casket stops, it comes on the screen, the casket explodes on the screen to those watching on pay-per-view, but the casket was still there in the Providence civic center in the aisle. And then they eventually rolled it to the back. But the big thing about that show was that's where they listed the undertaker to the rafters. Yeah. And, that I that I remember. I couldn't tell you how bad after that, you know. But that particular scene, you know, cemented in my mind, like, oh my gosh, this guy is being lifted to you know the rafters of the Providence Civic Center, you know, on, on this pay per view, right? You know that he still he still lifts. Yep. And that <laughs> you know that year, Chris was nineteen ninety four. Correct. Correct. Yep. It started ninety four. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. For Providence, Rhode Island, attendance of fourteen thousand five hundred, but a buy rate of two hundred thousand. Uh, so do the math on that. They made some money, um, right? And some of the other matches on that card uh, was, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to pull up the matches here. Um, yeah, the Brooklyn Brawler against Jim Powers. 
Uh, Tatanka against Bam Bam Bigelow with Luna Vachon. The Quebecers versus Johnny Polo. I'm sorry, the Quebecers with Johnny Polo uh, took on uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Uh, Razor Ramon defeated the IRS, and nobody defeats the IRS. Um, Yokozuna was the WWE champion at the time, Mm -hmm. managed by Jim Cornette and Mr. Fuji. And he defeated the uh, the Undertaker in the like uh, you were talking about the casket match, and uh, then the uh, then Bret Hart and Lex Luger co won the Royal Rumble by last eliminating each other. So um, so that that's that's how that went. Um, here's a list of some of the people that were involved in the Royal Rumble, and I'm gonna call them out in number as they came to the ring. Uh, Rick, I'm sorry, Scott Steiner. Samu, um, Rick Steiner. I'm sorry. What's this thing doing? Give me. Oh, Rick Steiner. Okay. Um, Quang, Owen Hart, Bart Gunn, Diesel, Bob, Bob Backlund, Billy Gunn, Virgil, Randy Savage, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Crush, Doink the Clown, Bam Bam Bigelow, mm-hmm. Mabel, which which we know Mabel uh, is from the Carolinas. He was a him and Mo were the uh, men on men on the mission. Um, I'm sorry, not Mabel, but Mo uh, was from was from the Carolinas. I think, I think he's from South yep. Carolina. Um, Greg Valentine, Tatanka, the Great Kabuki. I, I, I yep. didn't even realize Kabuki was even there then. So that's really cool. Yeah, and actually, I do vaguely remember him. Yes, that was a kind of a shock. Yeah, so that 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 that, that was kind of the uh, that what they call the Easter egg in the in the Battle Royal. Um, Lex Luger, Tenru, uh, Bastion Booger, um, Rick Martel, Bret Hart, um, Fatu, Marty Jannetty, and last but not least, Adam Bomb. And as you go back and look at those gimmicks, Chris, uh, we were really starting to get in th- more into the cartoonish 90s stage of uh, WWE right here. Yeah, we were. And, and you know, it's funny, Tony, we had great seats. And I remember we had great seats. We were low-level, dead center, right on the ring. My, pa- my parents actually bought these tickets <laughs> for me. For, for a Christmas holiday gift. Oh, nice. When I went back home, they're like, oh, we're going to come visit you in a few weeks in um, Providence and and for the weekend. And we got tickets to WWF. So I was like, oh, great. My parents are coming a few weeks later to, to visit me for the weekend. And then long behold, and I don't remember, one of my parents got sick and they didn't end up coming. And and so I ended up taking a couple of friends of mine uh, uh, who were one was a diehard wrestling fan. Oh, nice. He was like, "You got tickets to the Royal Rumble?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, my parents go all the time." I ended up taking them to the show, and they're like, oh, "These seats we were like eight rows off the floor, like right on the ring. <laughs> we were oh, like right there, dead that. center." And and uh, uh, they were like, "Oh my gosh, we don't even know you." I was like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. We're having a good time." And uh, um, uh, but God, yeah, that Undertaker going. Uh, you, you know, and then and then of course I was kind of a you know a Razor Ramon fan, you know, just with the with the whole gimmick and, uh, oh, and it was yeah. just the WWF. I, like, I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, and it was the WWF in town. I mean, for Providence, Rhode Island, back then they were on the national stage for you know a pay per view. It was on a Saturday night, I believe, and um, you know it was huge for the city because it's not like they were in New York or Chicago or you know they were and they were hosting a pay per view and. Mostly that arena, you know, hosts house shows, you know, for the most part. So it, it worked. And 
but it was a, it was a good time. But yes, you're correct. It was kind of the <laughs> going into the gimmicky um, um, phase. But I remember, you know, Luger was just so big, and, and you know, just just things that just sit in your mind. Yeah, you know like, that you, that you see. Like I don't remember the the video game system or anything like that, but around this time. Uh, actually it was maybe a year before that. So probably 93, 90, 92, 93. But a friend of mine had this video game and went to his house and he's like, Oh, I got this new wrestling game. Uh, I think the, I think maybe the name of the wrestling game was WrestleMania, but, um, but as each one of these characters, like the undertaker and doing the clown and Bret Hart and all of them. But after you, 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 you play with them for a while on this game and built them up, they would come out with these superpowers, and I'll never forget the Undertaker. If you mash a whole bunch of buttons simultaneously at the same time in a certain pattern, he would shoot out these little demon ghost things out of his gloves, and they would go into the wrestler, and and then he'd fall over, and then he could pin them. And I'm like, dude, this right here kills it for me because like, like this is why I don't watch the WWE. This is poor shit, you know. And, uh, right. but, uh, but, but now I look back and I'm like, man, that, that game was pretty fun, <laughs> you know? But at the time I was a young kid and I'm just like diehard wrestling fan. And I'm like, this is the reason why people don't believe in wrestling because this looks fake. This is stupid. Undertaker, he don't shoot out. Right. He don't shoot demons out of his gloves. But, um, right. <laughs> but, but I missed the boat because I didn't realize that, that video game was really for, you know, smaller kids, you know? And, and and it was really for fun. It but 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 when I was a kid, I expected the wrestling game to be just like real rat, you know, like be just like the wrestling on TV. Um, so kind of right. kind of funny there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And God, I'm kind of laughing here. I, did, I can't remember the dark match, the Brooklyn Brawler versus Jim Powers. That's like the classic. Oh <laughs> yeah, match. yeah. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> All we needed was like Charlie Fulton or you know, one of those guys out, you know. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, great, great. Probably only one of the, uh, you know, I mean, I've never been to a WrestleMania. I've never been to a SummerSlam. And, you know, mm-hmm. so that probably was or a Survivor Series. Well, I might have been to a Survivor Series, maybe. Yeah. But definitely probably one of the biggest pay per views that I've been to, um, you know, personally, as far as because that is one of the four cornerstone ones. So, but uh, thank you for turning back the clock. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always there. like I always like to do that every now and then. Um, yeah, now, yeah. But no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say yeah, yeah. For um, for me, like uh, up until I went to WrestleMania down in Florida a couple of years ago, um, I never went to a major uh, WWE pay per view. Like I've, I've been to several, you know, Monday Night Raws, but never any pay per views. So uh, so I, so. WrestleMania was my first, and I have to say I was kind of let down because I was expecting it to be one thing. But granted, it was the year after we, we were still coming out of COVID, so things were a lot different then. Um, you know, and I, I have contemplated maybe going to LA this year to WrestleMania, but um, I, I'm, I'm still I'm still on the fence on it. So I'm still debating on what if it's worth. I mean, if I if I want to spend the money because we know LA is expensive. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to kind of hold off on that one for, before I finally make my decision. Um, but, but Chris, uh, I'm going to kind of segue a little bit off of wrestling for just a minute. 
But over the weekend, uh, and this has nothing to do with wrestling, uh, but uh, another celebrity passed away, Lisa Marie Presley. What I mean, man, what a shock that came to be. Man, talk about like, like what is going on there? It's just like, gosh, these people, and you see their ages. It's like, just yeah. start shaking your heads. And, yeah. and then now we're hearing stuff about her. A uh, maid or housekeeper couldn't get directions to uh, the paramedics that were on the way. I read that. I don't, you know, and it's like, you, you know, another one died of cardiac arrest. And, you know, I mean, and they said she was on, you know, the whatever, the Golden Globe or some awards ceremony oh, yeah, just, just several just a, days earlier. Yeah, and, just a couple of days earlier. She was out there. And so. it's just, it's like, you know, what's, you know, kind of like almost the, one of the final links, or if not the final link to, to Elvis Presley. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, that people remember. And, uh, you know, I mean, just, uh, you know, you go in cardiac arrest and you try to resuscitate and, and, and you die. It's just that, that quick. It's, 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 uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, I mean, I mean, was she 53, right? Yeah, she's 53. 50, yeah. I mean, you're older than me. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, it just starts making you scratch your head. It's like, good, how is this, you know? I mean, you know, how it's just, it gets a little scary a little bit. You start thinking of, yeah. you know, seeing this stuff and you're like, man, you know, could this happen to me? I guess. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah. But um, so after, after she passed away a couple of days later, I thought, you know, I've been wanting to watch that new Elvis movie that came out. Uh, I think now's a good time to watch it. And Chris, I was completely blown away. So if you people out there want to watch a good movie, watch that one. Cause like I had, because let's face it, Elvis died. I was three years old. Um, so I don't know the whole story of, of his past or I just knew Elvis was the king of rock and roll and women lost their mind. And I wanted to grow up and be just like him. But uh, dude, his his um, his manager like played him like a fiddle. Yeah, I mean, took it took a lot of his money, and uh, you know, of course, at the end, karma karma got him. But uh, but man, you know, uh, that's, I think that's why a lot of times people uh, in show business it's hard to get a manager that you trust. I know. I know it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Everyone's got their hands in everyone's back pocket, you know, mm -hmm. it just, you just don't know where, you know, people are at or where things are. I mean, it's just, just to imagine, you know, a guy like Elvis, you know, and someone just stealing, you know, blatantly from him, and, and the stuff comes out year late years later, or you just yeah. never know what's going on behind the scenes, right? you know? Yeah. And, um, again, you kind of just see what's right in front of you. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> you know, and you're like, man. But you just and then behind it, you know, this guy's performing like a professional on stage, and you got someone in his back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you know, behind behind the curtain, right? Yeah, I know. And it's uh, it's just crazy, crazy stuff what you hear, and uh, you know, makes you shake your head at times. Um, yeah, it really you know, does. Um, what do they say? Money, money makes people do strange things, right? It, it does, <laughs> and, and uh, they always say money is the root of all evil, and uh, I believe that. That's why I like to I like to take care of my own money. I don't want nobody else being in charge of my money, not even my wife. Because let me tell you, 
over the years, you know, uh, I've made some choices and I've done some things like trying to be like Ric Flair. <laughs> and so right. there, 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 have, there may or may not have been a couple of times I went to the ATM machine and knew I had thousands of dollars in the bank and I made a woman mad at me <laughs> and I put the my, my card in and I go to take the money out and it says insufficient funds. And I'm like, wait a minute. There was like eight grand in this bank yesterday. Uh, and then you know, I walk into the bank and I, and you think I walked into a freezer and nobody wanted to talk to me, uh, only to tell me that my strange wife had came in the bank earlier that day and drained the account out. So, uh, so you never know. So now this day and time I, I control my money and my wife controls hers. And then we just, we have another account that we use to put money in to pay the, 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 you know, the, the, the mortgage, bills, the, mortgage, uh, yeah. the car uh, payments. got a triangle going there. That's right. That's right. Cause, uh, <laughs> ain't nobody going to get mad at me and, uh, and take my money. So, uh, not happening well, again. Uh, as, burn me once. Yeah. Great. You'll never burn me again when it comes to money. <laughs> you know, on the, uh, classic hit movie, uh, uh, Wall Street, uh, you remember Gordon Gecko says, Well, greed is good. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. a lot of people might have listened to him. Yeah, uh, so oh, you yeah. shouldn't take that verbatim. Yeah, that is for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Now, uh, one thing I want to bring up on the podcast today, um, uh, since the last time you and I spoke, I uh, have connected with another, there's another uh, wrestling podcast out there. Uh, it is called the uh, Swanton Podcast. And they go around, okay. they go around, and they do these um, podcasts on on independent wrestling, well, well, any, anything wrestling. And they have invited me to be on their show. So now, okay. I, now I, I I go from being the the host to being the the guest. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and I think we're we're going to be recording that next Saturday. I'm not sure when it's going to air, but but when I do uh, find that out, I will. Um, Yep, tag that you know here on our on our podcast. Uh, so I got that going on. Um, I just got back from a from my winter vacation. As we all know, I like to take a lot of trips. Mm-hmm. So uh, over the uh, Martin Luther King holiday, I packed up the family and we uh, drove out to um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, one of our favorite places to go. And Chris, while I was there, we, we as I drove into town, I'm like. Man, that's some big snowflakes coming down. And then uh, we went to bed and woke up next morning about three inches on the ground. And so I was even excited about that because I didn't even realize I didn't. You know, normally, Chris, when I'm going on a trip, I'll check the weather to kind of. But I, dude, I was so burnt out with, from work and all the crap of the holiday season. And I just didn't look at the calendar. I didn't look at the, uh, I'm sorry, not the calendar, but I didn't look at the weather app. I just loaded the family up in the, in the car and we just drove to the mountains and uh and got surprised with snow so i, I was kind of glad I, I, that i didn't know that it was coming that's okay that that's a good uh surprise to wake up to yes it so was that's very that's fun. okay and and if you um you know got out of charlotte for a little bit got up to the mountains it's like a totally different world isn't it oh, it's like you're yeah. out of sight out of mind man it's a totally different way of living the people that are a totally different space. And it's like, God, what Charlotte, that's where I live. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got there. <laughs> and, uh, man, it was, a it was, it was a good time. And so I was happy and, uh, 
uh, got got some relaxing in. But although I did get sick while I was there, I don't, I don't know if you fans can enter, can hear my voice. But I ended up catching strep throat, Chris, while I was out there, and uh, so I drove home sick. Uh, went to the doctor, got my prescriptions. They got me on some steroids and some amoxicillin. So I'm uh, I'm getting pumped up and uh, getting better at the same time. Now I I don't know. I, I am I'm definitely feeling better. Um, my voice is uh, not a hundred percent, but it ain't as bad as it was. So uh, and and I and I know I want to get this podcast in because. Uh, you and I have, have kind of missed each other the last few weeks or, and so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're able to, to nail this week's show down. Uh, you, you have anything in, in, in your works of travel or any plans coming up or what's, what, what you, what you got going Man, on? Yeah. Uh, no, at the moment, uh, Tony, no, Miami might hit, um, Myrtle beach in, in March for, uh, St. Patrick's weekend, possibly, uh, as far as this month, no, I'm going to just, you know, see what bands are playing locally. Then we'll get into the Super Bowl here in February. Then NASCAR starting, you know, the, the week after that towards late February. And, um, and hey, there, there's some tours coming here. And then, I mean, we, uh, uh, you got Journey and with, with Toto coming through the area here in, in early February. And some of the national acts are starting to pick up here. The Eagles are coming cutting through in April as well. And uh, it's going to pick up some steam here quick with – the local acts and, and the national acts are trying to pick up some money here before the uh, summer concert season hits. Well, you know, uh, I saw something today and I thought I was still in high school. Ugly Kid Joe making a return. Man, oh, <laughs> he might look good now. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, man, it, it's crazy, man. They're all coming out of the woodworks. I mean, I think it's going to be off the hook here in 2023. Um, I, I think you're going to start hearing a lot of concert announcements here from live nation over the next, you know, 60 to 90 days for what the rest of the year is going to look like here. And, uh, um, you know, I know we got a couple of shows already started out at PNC music pavilion this, uh, this summer with foreigner and Brett Michaels and, yes. and, and God knows who else is coming. I mean, so yeah, I'm, oh, Eagles, it's going to be on. I, I saw the Eagles are coming too, but those, uh, t- those tickets are a little bit out of my price range. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, the Eagles are cutting through. Um, I mean, I saw them last year here in Charlotte. I mean, we'll see how that goes. And um, uh, journeys, journeys cutting through in, in in just a couple of weeks here. So it's it's you know like things like the dates are just all creeping up, and and we're gonna hear more announcements coming out. And um, and you know, it, it, hey, WWE's here in a couple of weeks in, yep. in Charlotte. Yep, NXT as, as well. NXT. Will yeah, be here. I mean yep. it's. You got a lot of stuff coming at you here. It's just uh, kind of wide open, and it's almost like pick your poison a little bit week to week. Yep, and, <laughs> uh, the acts are and of course, through. of course, a, a binge buster podcast would not be complete without an announcement of uh, the NAWA having an, another mm-hmm. event, uh, a f- another free show for the fans. I'm mean, tell you what, how many promotions do you know, Chris, gives fans free? Uh, a free show. No, I, 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 I haven't seen any advertise on Facebook other than the NAWA. Now, if I miss one, I apologize, but I, I don't think I have. NAWA. You're straight up free, not many. Nope. NAWA returns to resident culture, our home away from home in downtown Charlotte. Uh, that's going to be on, on uh, Saturday, March the 11th, bell time, 6 p.m., and if you fans out there around the Charlotte area don't know the address, 
That's going to be at 2101 Central Avenue in Charlotte, right downtown, uh, minutes from everywhere. And uh, and from what I'm hearing, um, it's going to be it's going to be huge. They they're uh, they're going to be like a uh, I think think I think there's there's going to be a heavyweight title defense of Big Donnie, um, the newly crowned television champion who just uh, and also bunkhouse champion Dre White. He uh, defeated uh, um, one of my good friends AJ Frost. So. Uh, so to become the television champion, I believe also the bunkhouse champion. Incidentally, I was supposed to be at the bunkhouse stampede, but uh, end up um, that was the same weekend that I had my trip to uh, uh, to Gatlinburg. So I, for my first time in thirty years of doing shows, I had to cancel, and uh, it, I hated it. But uh, the great promoter Michael Elliott said, "Hey, no worries. Uh, we'll take care of things." You you go you go you know recharge your batteries and get better and so that's what I did, um. But while I was there, but while I was away, this is what happened. Dre wins the bunkhouse and the television title, so uh, uh, a lot a lot coming up uh, going on with the NAWA. Also, we're uh, Chris. I'll tell everybody this a little tr- little tricky or a little secret. Uh, for eight years, eight years I have been pounding on this high school or this middle school to let me come in and do a wrestling event in the yep. Charlotte area. And I think he's finally starting to crack. So hopefully here in the next little bit, I'll be able to make an announcement that the uh, NAWA will be making a return to the Lake Norman area of North Carolina, uh, nice. which is right outside of Charlotte and uh, minutes from your house, my house. So uh, hopefully that will happen. But, um, uh, but but like like you said, a lot going on. Wrestling shows, rock shows, country shows. Uh, I am a little disappointed. Uh, I heard the other day that Hank Williams Jr. is doing another concert this summer. I thought, yes, I get to see Hank again. But Hank ain't coming anywhere near the Carolinas this year, so uh, probably have to miss him this year. But uh, but a lot of other bands and a lot of other acts are coming. So uh, I'm excited uh, about this this coming summer. Of the things that that we're going to get to do together and hang out together, and uh, man, last summer we uh, did the stadium tour and we rocked out and had a good time, and uh, so I'm looking forward to doing some more of that this this coming summer. Man, and I mean, you just got me thinking here, Tony. If, if this if this show in Lake Norman could come to fruition, I I know you personally have got some unfinished business with Jimmy Valiant. <laughs> To I do. take care of yes. and uh, yes. a couple other guys probably on the list as well. Yes, I do. So I will definitely <laughs> Might have to knock them all out in one night. One night. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Be done with well, it. It uh, will be Boogie's final appearance ever. That's right. You better come the, see it. The, the final Boogie Nights. Now, uh, and, <laughs> and now the, our last order of business, I know this podcast has been just like a scrambled egg, everything thrown together, but uh, I, I, I kind of like these cause it's like a conversation. We're just going all over the place. But, um, uh, today as I'm sorry, two days ago, um, that, uh, it was the birthday of Motley Crue, January 17th, mm. 1981. They, uh, was the first time they played together. And, uh, now, uh, Chris, as the world tour is, uh, about to get started up here in the next uh, couple months, uh, Motley Crue for the first time ever. Think about this for a minute, guys. First time ever, Motley Crue going on tour without Mick Mars. 
It's um, it's hard to it's hard to kind of wrap your hands around it a little bit, because uh, they've been together for so long. Yes, but this happens, and we can Tony, we can start pulling out the laundry list of bands who do not have their original lineup, you know, on stage, and right. then and we can a, have a whole podcast on this. And there's a ton of them. You're right. There's a ton of them. Y- you know. Um, is the fill-in adequate? Absolutely. You know, I don't think anyone's going to doubt it. Is it Mick Mars on stage? No. So it's going to be interesting to see what the fan reaction is going to be. Um, the band will have to deal with it. You know, um, but if you're going to see the show, then that's the show. And this is yeah. where they're at. You, you, you know, if the show ever comes back, I think the closest stop to here uh, this year is Columbus, Ohio. I want to say I might be off a mile or two. I think they're in Nashville as well, um, maybe. And, and you know, so I don't know. It's going to be different, you know. It's, but, hey, I mean, you and I have seen bands without the original lineups, I you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, we. Uh, I guess maybe that, it grows on you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know that that one year that you and I went to see Foreigner, uh, to me, I mean they they uh, they 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 still sounded great, and I had a good time, and and uh, and, and and we rocked out. So, uh, you know, but it, it's gonna be the ones that are more diehard fans, right? And, and I I am a diehard fan, but I'm also understand Mick's position. I mean, Mick has been battling. Right. Yeah. With, with this for a long time. So I, I get it a hundred percent. I get where he's coming from. Uh, now if, uh, they kick Mick Mars out of the band and he's no longer a part of Motley Crue and then they bring in this other guy that would, that would change a lot for me. Uh, it would also change a lot for me if I had bought tickets and hope to see Motley Crue like everybody else has. And now they, it's not Molly. Well, I mean, it's still Molly Crue, but not Mick Mars. Um, but I have heard uh, and seen a lot of videos with John Five, and I think he's going to fit right in and 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 do a great job. Yeah, no, I think he's going to do a great job. I, I think they're doing a couple of gigs in Atlantic City to try to break him in, uh, and then they're going to hit the road. And they got the you know they got the overseas tour. They got the you know a handful of dates here in the U.S. And you know I you know with Motley Crue's production and, and the stadium production. I'm sure there's going to be clips. I'm sure there's going to be uh, a segments of, of Mick on the big screens. I'm, I'm sure they're going to incorporate it tastefully in a way where I think the fans will still get it at the end of the day. And I think you're going to, you're, you're a hardcore fan. If you're a hard, if you're a hardcore guitar fan, I get it. But then look at the flip side. Hey, it's still three of the four original members. That's right. You know, so, you know, you, you, you know, you got Vince, you know, you got Nikki and, and you got, you got Tommy banging the drums. So, you know, it, it, they're, 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 they're playing the tunes and I think they will do it in a way where I think you will see, and, I, and I'm, I'm speculating here. I think you will see appearances of Mick Mars uh, from videos or, or, or concerts in the past popping up on the screen without diluting what the other lead guitarist is doing on stage. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think if you, if, if your ticket, if your seats are far enough back, 
you won't even know the difference. Mm-mm. You know, or, you know, hey, who knows? Motley might even, uh, I don't know. They could do anything. They could even shoot a video of Nick talking and saying, hey, I'm here. I'm with you guys. I'm here in spirit. I'm, you know, I'm passing the baton. And, you know, you know, he kind of passes the baton along to the guy. And he comes out and enjoy the show. And we're going to rock out tonight. You know, they could do a, a myriad of things with technology these days. And, you know, I'm sure they're at, with the with the million dollar production they have. I'm sure there will always be each night on the stop, you know, a nod back to, to, to Mick Mars. Oh yeah. No doubt in my mind. So, uh, so I'm, I'm excited, you know, to kind of see how that goes. But, uh, uh, anyway, I I think that's going to wrap us up this week. Fans, uh, Chris, you have anything else left before we go off the air? Man, Tony, we we covered it all and even gave stock financial information tonight. So oh, we did. It's about to wrap. But hey, don't take any advice. That I, I don't give. I don't make any guarantees. But yes. with that said, hey, it's been a great week. Um, we're in 2023. There's a lot to be excited about, and let's keep it going. Can't wait for the next show. And uh, I know you're getting ready for that NAWA show on uh, Saturday, March 11th, as well, just before St. Patrick's Day, and that one's going to be out of control and. Looking forward to everything coming at us. Yeah, it's going to be fun um, and uh, exciting, so I, I can't wait. Uh, but fans, for for Chris, I'm Tony. We will see you next week here on the Binge Buster Show. Thank you for listening to the Binge Buster Show. Make sure you like us on Facebook and download us on your favorite podcast platform.